Welcome back to the MedBullet Step 1 podcast. In this episode, we go over the topic of hydroseal from the reproductive section on MedBullets.com. Let's start this episode with a clinical snapshot. A six-month-old boy is brought to the pediatrician's office for evaluation of a, quote, lump in his genital area. His birth history is unremarkable, and he has been feeding and eating well. His parents report no other concerns. On physical exam, there is a tense and non-tender mass in the scrotum. The transillumination test is positive. The parents are counseled about his condition and reassured that this will most likely resolve spontaneously. This is a case of hydrocele. Let's now get into the topic. Let's start with an introduction about this topic. In terms of a clinical definition, hydrocele is a swelling in the scrotum due to fluid accumulation between the parietal and visceral layers of the tunica vaginalis. There are two types of hydrocele's, communicating and non-communicating hydrocele's. Communicating hydrocele's occur due to incomplete closure of the processus vaginalis, and they account for most cases of hydrocele's in infants and children. Non-communicating hydrocele's involve complete closure of the processus vaginalis and are most often idiopathic. They account for all cases of adult hydrocele's. In terms of the epidemiology and incidence, hydrocele's affect 1% of adult men and between 1 and 4.7% of male infants. In terms of the etiology, in adults and adolescents, the etiology may be trauma, infection, or tumor. Infections may include acute epididymitis and mumps. Tumors may include mesothelioma and testicular tumors where 10% of testicular tumors present with a hydrocele. In infants and children or congenital hydrocele, the etiology is due to incomplete obliteration of the processus vaginalis. In terms of the prognosis and natural history of the disease, congenital hydrocele usually resolves spontaneously by one year of age. Let's now discuss the clinical presentation, including symptoms and physical exam findings of hydrocele's. Symptoms involve a painless bulge of genitals. Physical exam findings in the scrotum would be a non-tender, tense, fluid-filled, enlarged scrotum. Note that the scrotum transilluminates as a positive transillumination test. In terms of diagnostic imaging, ultrasound is indicated only if the diagnosis is uncertain or if there is a suspicion for a tumor. In terms of a differential diagnosis, the only other differential to keep in mind here is a varicocele, which involves a, quote, bag of worms sensation. Let's now discuss the treatment of hydrocele. In terms of the indications of conservative treatment and monitoring, you would monitor for six to nine months for small non-communicating hydrocele's in adults. You would monitor until after one year of age for communicating hydrocele's in infants. Operative treatment which involves surgical hydrocelectomy is indicated if the hydrocele does not self-resolve. In terms of complications, the two main complications are testicular damage and subfertility. Okay, so now that we've gone over the major points about this topic, let's go over one question to apply the information and get a sense of how this topic has been tested on past exams. A six-month-old male presents with a painless enlarged left scrotum. After examining the patient, you suspect this enlargement is secondary to serous fluid entering and accumulating in the scrotum through a patent processus vaginalis. Which of the following would be the most useful next step in confirming the diagnosis of this patient's condition? 1. Measurement of AFP and HCG levels. 2. Transillumination test followed by scrotal ultrasound. 3. 
evaluation of cremasteric reflex on physical exam, four, measurement of serum testosterone levels, or five, standard urinalysis. And the correct answer choice is answer choice two, transillumination test followed by scrotal ultrasound. This patient's presentation is consistent with a left-sided hydrocele. The diagnosis of hydrocele is confirmed through a positive illumination test and a scrotal ultrasound, which can differentiate solid masses from fluid. Remember, hydrocele often occurs due to failed obliteration of the processus vaginalis, the communication between the tunica vaginalis and the peritoneum. Fluid such as serous fluid, blood or a hematocele, or sperm through a spermatocele accumulates in the tunica vaginalis of the scrotum, resulting in the enlarged appearance. Hydrocele is often associated with indirect inguinal hernia. Surgery is indicated to close the patent processus vaginalis. Let's now review two citations related to this topic. In the first citation, Gallage discusses the diagnosis and management of scrotal abnormalities. In evaluating such patients, physical examination should include inspection and palpation of the abdomen, testes, epididymis, scrotum, and inguinal region. Urinalysis should routinely be performed, however scrotal imaging such as ultrasound should only be pursued when the diagnosis remains unclear after initial evaluation. In the second citation, Lau et al. addressed the management of hydrocele in very young patients, concluding that hydrocele are relatively common in infants and often resolve without operative intervention. As a general rule, hydrocele should be expected to resolve by one year of age. After this time period, surgery should be pursued to close a persistent patent processus vaginalis and thereby decrease the risk of future complications such as inguinal hernias. Let's now review the incorrect answer choices. Answer choice 1 is incorrect because these tumor markers would be useful in the diagnosis of a testicular tumor, generally one or both would be expected to be increased depending on the type of tumor present. Answer choice 3 is incorrect because this finding is consistent with testicular torsion which would present with a sudden onset of acute testicular pain. Answer choice 4 is incorrect because serum testosterone levels would not be expected to be disturbed by a hydrocele. And finally, answer choice 5 is incorrect because no abnormalities would be anticipated on urinalysis, therefore it is unlikely to be helpful. And that's all for this review about hydrocele's. Hopefully that was helpful. This is the MedBullets Step 1 podcast, a daily audio review session by MedBullets, the free learning and collaboration community for medical student education. Keep in mind that these podcasts are designed to go along with the topics on MedBullets.com, and in fact, you can listen to these episodes right on the MedBullets website or mobile app while going through the topic. If you've gotten any value from these MedBullet Step 1 podcasts so far, please consider leaving us a 5-star rating and writing us a review on Apple Podcasts. It will help us spread the word and increase our discoverability tremendously. Also, if you are not already, be sure to follow MedBullets on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for daily high-yield content. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you all tomorrow, right here on the MedBullet Step 1 podcast.